Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I am your host, Winston Wittis, and I am here today with a very special theme. Today's theme is past lives. Have you had them? Do you remember them? Are they even real? Those are all great questions, and maybe you found yourself asking them at some point in time. I know I certainly did, until I had my own experiences, my own experiences of remembering, or at least feeling as if I've remembered past lives that I've had, and a couple specific, oh, let's not play this game, car. Yeah, so if you're new to the show, you may have heard that beeping. I do a lot of these podcasts, a fair amount of them while driving. Not all of them, but uh, today I am. And uh, my car, for a while there, was making this really super fun, annoying beep all the time. And so you may have just heard that in the background. I don't know. But hopefully not. Hopefully it stops. Anyway, today's theme. Today's theme is past lives. And I'm going to be sharing with you a couple of my own personal experiences And more exciting, perhaps, for you is uh, some of my own techniques for experiencing past lives. What? Yeah, that's right. For free on the show today. Just for being a valued listener, you get to learn my own techniques. I didn't actually make them up. I learned them from someplace else, but I will share with you the um, techniques that I have used and had experience. And with that, I also want to share with you some of my ideas around it most of the stuff that I believe are not not things that I came up with on my own but some of them are just from my own experiences and my own understanding of stuff all right so enough about that past lives have you lived before what do you think have you had your own experiences do you have certain tastes or certain inclinations toward certain uh, cultures or areas in the world, or maybe even toward certain kind of jobs where you just feel like you're, you've got your calling, you're meant to do it, you're meant to do it, and you can't imagine not doing it, like it has to be in your life, or even certain people like, hey, you know, I feel like I've known this person my whole life, but we just met. Or maybe you find yourself repeating similar patterns in your life, which we all do from time to time. And you're not sure why you can't get out of that pattern or how do you change this pattern. Or maybe it's a good pattern and you like it, but it's a pattern you recognize. Patterns are very important for a number of reasons. But one reason in particular that I think is really interesting is, have you ever heard the phrase, history repeats itself. You got to know your history. History repeats itself. If you're not aware of your history, you're failed, you're doomed to repeat it, right? This kind of idea is a pretty, on the surface, it makes sense. On the surface, it's like, okay, if you, you should know your history because, because otherwise you might not learn from it and you'll make the same mistakes, and that is true, right? If, if we're making the same kind of mistakes over and over and we don't learn from it, we'll just keep making those mistakes. Pretty straightforward, pretty simple concept. Oh, 
Oh, and I'm going to try to do this crazy move right now because I got this annoying thing sliding around in my car. Hopefully you guys can't hear it, but um, looks like I'm not going to be able to reach over and fix it before, before I head on the freeway here. All right. Moving on. So history, knowing our own personal history, knowing our history of our culture, of our family, of our planet, our society, all these things can be very, very useful for us as we move forward. Because if we don't learn from history, if we don't learn from our own personal mistakes or the mistakes of others or the successes or accomplishments of others, then we may just be doomed to repeat our own mistakes over and over and over again for the rest of our lives and potentially into future lives. Yes. So this concept of not of learning from the past, learning from history or not, can potentially, if you believe in past lives or not, it may be something that you or I or we may experience multiple times in multiple lives. Maybe it takes us generations to to learn something, to overcome a certain obstacle. And each of us will probably have different type of experiences or different type of challenges that we have the opportunity to overcome. And for some of them, on, on the bigger scale, it will be as a society or as a culture. You know, as a society or a culture, can we overcome this, this challenge, this pattern that we've found ourselves in if we're paying attention to history as this happened before what did we where did we go wrong in the past and what can we learn from that or are we just going to keep doing the same stupid thing and hoping that it changes right we all know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over but expecting different results right well if we keep doing the same thing over and over we're just going to keep getting the same results so in order to get different results we therefore have to do different things. We have to think differently. We have to act differently. So where does that start? Where do we start making these changes? Where do we even go to begin recognizing these patterns within ourselves or within society or in history? I will be the first to admit I was not good in history class. I found most of it really boring and hard to concentrate on. So this is not a lecture <laughs> about doing good in school. Although if you can, that's great. Then you should turn it into a lecture about doing good in school. So there you go. All right. But more importantly, I feel, is studying yourself and your own history. Doing the in, inside studying. Study the inner inside of you. What may, who are you? Who is your history? Where... Where did your family come from, your bloodline? Why are you here now? How did you, who came before you to get you where you are today? What were their, your parents, what were their goals, their life goals? What are their goals? What were their parents' goals? If you look at it from this perspective of your family history, if you know who your family was, if you can see what kind of jobs that they held or what kind of work they were in and how they've, they did what they did to get where you are or to be able to allow you to get where you are. 
maybe to move to a country where you could pursue different jobs than what they had to do. Maybe they didn't like what they were doing, but they just had to survive. They had to do it. And so they came to a country or went to a country where you might have more opportunity. So these kind of things of being able to look at our, our own personal family history and how we've been brought here or how we got here by the people who came before us, specifically our own bloodline or not necessarily bloodline because, you know, if you were adoptive, for instance, and, you know, the people who took care of you, your parents who have adopted you, then what's their ambitions? What's their life goals? What have they done to get where they are? And now what is it that has allowed you to be what have they done that's allowed you to be where you are now? And how does that play into where do those lines intersect for you? Where could they go? Where could they take you? So, okay, so that's kind of getting off into space there for a bit. So I want to bring it back down to a couple experiences I've had, maybe shed some light on and some of these deeper connections and some of the ways that these kind of synchronicities can work. And, and a big part of it, in my experience, has been symbolic. So symbols are interesting because they don't need any words. You know, if you see a symbol, there's not necessarily any words, but yet we can understand it. Words are great. Language is great. It allows us to communicate. It allows us to think thoughts. And language shapes our reality. Some of you are probably familiar with ideas around like the different kinds of um, how different languages or different cultures have more words for certain things. Like, for instance, Eskimos have a whole bunch of words for snow because they're very in tune to snow because they have it all around them. So there are they're sensitive to different variations of snow and they, each one has its own kind of name. Us here in the U.S., for the most part, at least here in California, we have one word for snow. It's snow. Maybe we have sleet or um, hail. So we have a few different variations ourselves, I guess. But it's not nearly as refined as folks who are living in snow all the time, such as Eskimos. Other languages, such as Spanish or Italian, I'm told, have more words to describe love and those kind of emotions because those are love languages. And so maybe they have, they pay more attention to that. So their language reflects it the way we, our, our words are conjugated, the way they, they flow, all these kind of things shape our, our experience of reality. And so symbols are interesting because they are a step removed or a step above needing to break something down into language. People from different cultures can see someone smile and we know that means they're happy. So a smile is symbolic of happiness or joy or pleasure, right? It, it doesn't need any explanation. Well, there are other symbols. There are all sorts of symbols and different cultures have different meanings for different symbols. And there are esoteric symbols that only a select few people know what they really mean. But symbols can be very powerful. Powerful. So my first 
experience of what I feel was a past life experience or remembrance was once upon a time ago I was in Los Angeles with a couple of my best friends and we went to this underground rave and we were actually trying to get to this other underground rave but somehow we got lost and ended up at, <laughs> at a different one which was still cool and um, we it was a really interesting little event and I say little it, it was a pretty good sized event but when you walk in is this downtown LA with this warehouse. And as soon as you walk in, you notice the ceilings are really low. Like there was people, taller people who actually were bent over in this first room. They couldn't stand straight up because it was, the ceiling was that low. It was really weird. Kind of claustrophobic, but kind of cool. And it's dark, you know, and we're in various mental states. And so we walk through to the back room and the back room opens up. Unfortunately, the ceilings are higher. It's a little less claustrophobic. Anyway, so my friends and I were partying and listening to music and dancing and having fun. And, um, you know, may or may not have participated in mind altering experiences. And by the end of the night, all of a sudden the music just shut down. <laughs> it seemed like, but it turns out it was like two or four in the morning. It was pretty late. We didn't realize it. But it just seemed like all of a sudden it just stopped and it was over. And it's like, what the heck? And we're just kind of getting going, if you know what I mean. So um, so now everybody's leaving. <laughs> so it's me and my two friends. And we're walking out. And I'm not feeling like I want to drive because I'm responsible like that. And I look at my friend. And he's like skipping. And me and my, <laughs> me and my other friend, we're looking at him. I, you know, I asked my friend number one. I'm not gonna, they know who they are. <laughs> They're out there listening. But in an uh, effort to protect those those who are innocent and not so much, just going to call them friend one and friend two. So friend one and I look at each other and it's like, hey, can you drive? No. What about friend number two? And we look at him and he's skipping and he's asking us, how do they get the speakers in the ground? That's what he's asking us as he's skipping along over this bridge we're walking over. We realize he probably should not drive us either because he thinks there are speakers in the ground. He's, he's like floating over them is what's happening right now. So none of us are good to drive. We come to that conclusion. So um, we cross this bridge and then we get to my bus. I had a Volkswagen bus at the time, which was awesome because I love Volkswagen buses. And it was a really nice one. And it got us... It got us all over the place. So we got back to the bus and uh, none of us are able to drive. So we're basically just chilling in the bus. And during this time, there's, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this movie. There was this movie. It was called Go, I think was the name of it. It's an old, it had to be like early 2000s. And it was about like this, these kids throwing this rave. And all the stuff that went into it and, you know, all the trials and tribulations and experiences and whatnot. And there's this part where this kid had taken two pills of ecstasy or maybe more. And he's in this supermarket and like he's standing in one place. But next thing you see is him dancing with this super with the lady checking him out at the stand. And, you know, they're just dancing. Then, boom, he's right back. And he's like, what the heck? And it's like, you know, really vivid for him. Like he's really doing these things, like just kind of tripping out. And um, 
that was essentially a similar kind of experience that I was having. And so with the three of us are in this bus, it's like four or five in the morning, you know, it's still dark, darkish, it's kind of starting to get light. And, you know, we're just sitting there. Next thing I know, I'm walking through a temple in, I think, you know, somewhere in the Middle East or Turkey or I'm, I don't really know, but it was, I could feel the space. And what I mean by that is if, if you were to be blindfolded and put in a closet or in a basketball gymnasium without anybody saying anything while you were totally blindfolded, do you think that you would be able to tell the difference if you were in a closet or a basketball gymnasium? I'll bet that you could. I'll bet that most anybody could. How? Well, you could hear the space. You could kind of hear that just you could sense it you could feel that there's more room around you there's more space there's like more air or you know things are the way sound reflects is different there'd be all these cues that you don't need to see with your eyes or even with your ears i believe to be able to tell the difference in space around you and that's how i felt it wasn't and i didn't even know that i was doing this it wasn't like i was realizing like oh man i'm tripping out it was just like i was just walking through this this amazing temple in this, you know, it, it, I don't believe it was in America, but I had this experience. And then before I knew it, I was back. It's like, what? Because actually I had in the, it's kind of like a dream or a lucid dream in a sense. And I, as I started to talk before the echo of, of my voice in the church, let's just call it a church before I could hear myself talk in that reality I heard me talk in the bus and that snapped me back to my experience of being in the bus. It was like, whoa, whoa. It was really intense. Like that was really, really real. And then before I know it, I'm someplace else. And then before I know it, I'm snapping back. And it was like, what the heck? Like it was like that movie. It was as real as anything. Okay. Then I had this one. This one quick experience. And, you know, all these felt like they, they were taking time. I have no idea how much time was really passing because time is all relative. And we'll talk about that more and more. You know, I already talked about that a fair amount, but we'll just leave it at that. So this one particular experience, I'm walking over this bridge with these two guys who are my friends and we're drunk and we're dressed like musketeers. And we're just sloshed, actually. Like, we just came home from either victory or at least, like, we, we, we were celebrating something because we were sloshed. And we're, like, swashbucklers. And we, we get across this bridge, and it's like we symbolically made it home safe from this voyage. And we were so, you know, trashed. We just fell into these big lumps of hay, and we're just, like, rolling around laughing and just being drunk and stupid and celebrating and just being happy and that was really trippy you know while I was there doing it it didn't mean anything but then when I snapped back and I was in the bus it was like whoa like I it was it turns out the friends with me were the same friends who were with me in the bus and now if you if you know if you, you could be like well you were on mind expanding substances perhaps I wasn't necessarily I'll neither confirm or deny anything of that sort but if I had been you could say well you were on those things 
and that's what caused this. And that would be one way to look at that. That would be one way to interpret that. And, uh, you know, that would be a fair argument. Another way to look at that would be, okay, you had those experiences. Whether they were real or not is kind of irrelevant. Because the way we interpret stuff is subjective, right? So kind of uh, whatever the quote, quote, objective reality, unquote, is, we all interpret it our own ways, okay? That's an important concept. And in this particular situation, the way I interpreted it was that this was symbolic. Once upon a time ago in a past life, these friends and I had maybe gone to battle, had maybe... Maybe we did, maybe we did, but we were dressed in battle gear. We were dressed in with swords on our hips, and we were now partying and celebrating something together, the three of us, inebriated. And then we, boom, we were passed out on this hay bundle after crossing a bridge. Okay, this is important. In the modern time, or at the time we were, you know, at this grave, we crossed the bridge symbolically together after a night of victory. We had gone on this crazy adventure through downtown LA and found this crazy place and experienced these crazy things. And then we managed to survive, which there's other details that I don't have time to get into, but we all survived. We were celebrating. It was fun as us three guys, like the three, three, uh, buccaneers. What the heck? Three mouse. No, not Musketeers. Musketeers. My kid was watching Musketeers this morning. Um, Mickey Mouse Club. Musketeers, it was kind of like that in a sense. But symbolically, we crossed that bridge again. But this time, we did not have swords at our hips. In this life, the three of us were fortunate enough, we did not have to be fighting. Okay? We were in this life, we are in this life at a point where... We don't need a fight to survive, or at least at that point we didn't. And we were able to celebrate in this life together as friends who had come together at this point in time and went on this symbolic journey again, crossed the bridge to make it back home. And then we crashed in, you know, in the bus, which was like the hay, the hay barrel. And, uh, in that, in that experience, the previous experience, we were drunk in this experience. We were, you know, we were in states that were fun and it was very trippy so it was very profound too because it was so real and it wasn't my mental like thinking about it so much that gave me the deepest experience it was while it was happening and after I came back that I sensed it like a deep my intuition told me boom this is symbolic of this you know in that past time you guys had this this pattern or this experience but it was under very different circumstances and now recognize that you guys had this same pattern or similar experience but the circumstances are different and there that was significant because because there are people in this lifetime who are going off to war or fighting and because they have to for whatever reason financial burden or because they've chosen to represent our country serve our country and that's noble and that's you know where they are in this lifetime and it so i, I don't want to get too lost into it but 
it, that was a very significant experience for me. And that was one way for me that I can share that, that the sim, symbolicness, symbolism, symbolism, thank you. The symbolism worked in recognizing or experiencing a past life. So that was the first one. I've got time for, I think, one more quick one. And, uh, and then I'm going to share my, my uh, quick techniques, give you the opportunity if you haven't ever tried this on your own to do it on your own. All right. So the second experience I had was when I was in college and I had a roommate who was a law student and her and I had a room we were sharing, but I, we put a curtain up in between. So it was like, she was, it was just one big room, but with a curtain in between. Okay. And she was really cool. Pretty quiet overall, you know, hardly ever there because law students, you know, studying all the time. Right. No, not right. She was out partying all the time. I was a music major and somehow I seemed to be staying home studying way more than her because her and her boyfriend were always going out like these law students. <laughs> it seemed like studying for them was going to parties. They would just like network all the time. I, I They did study too, of course, but it was just, it was just like the joke was that she was always out partying, quote unquote, studying. And here I was the music student at home, like actually studying all the time. But anyway, um, she really did study. She passed and she's awesome. So anyway, one night I'm in bed, laying in bed. She's at her little uh, desk working on the computer. And we are maybe in real life, like 10, 12 feet apart from my bed, you know, other side of the curtain, her little desk. And she, and so I was, you know, on this past lives kick, like how, what are they? How, do, are they real? How do I find it without being under, you know, <laughs> how do I find it? Just uh, if I'm trying to do this on my own. And so what I did was I was laying there meditating and I went through this technique, which I'll share with you in a minute. And I said, okay, how are her and I, what, have we had past lives together? What's the significance of us being together in this time and place now? That was kind of the, the questioning I was asking myself, asking higher power, spirit, God, angels, whatever, guidance for this meditation I was doing, this past life experience I was trying to have was what, how do we know each other? If we know each other from the past, if we've ever had any kind of connection before, what was it? Why is it significant? And I suddenly was on this little grassy hill. Okay. I was looking down over this little city and it was very quiet, just like it was in our room. It's very quiet. And there were sheep all around. And I was sitting under this little tree on top of this grassy hill, watching my sheep. And I realized I was a shepherd and I look over and see her and she's about 12 feet away like she was in, in our room and she's on a, like a separate little hill. It's connected little hill, but it kind of had like, you know, we we're both on like these humps of this hill and she had her own little space and she was just sitting there quietly journaling or doing, working on something. And she was my sister and she was also a shepherd. We are shepherds and the city was down below, you know, off in the distance and our sheep were just grazing. And it was quiet and we both could have respect the silence. We both were in tune with the silence and with nature. 
because we were shepherds and that's what we did all the time. We were with silence and with sheep, you know, tending sheep and enjoying the time of the silence and the space in between where you take sheep from one location to the next, where you're just sitting around all day, basically. So it was very significant, this experience, because it was... It was similar to the first experience in the sense that it was a pattern. It was like a, a repetition of history. And there were things that were different, but there were things that were the same. We were both like in in this time and space, we were both about, you know, we are 12 feet apart, let's say. And then in that time and space, we were 12 feet apart. And it was quiet in both times. And we were both like aware of the silence and appreciative. Like we didn't have to talk. Neither of us felt the, ever felt the need to, to fill the space by talking because we could just be in the silence and be in the space in both realities. Now she wasn't aware that, you know, I was doing this past life time travel type stuff. You know, she wasn't aware of that. She was just working on her stuff. But the fact that we both, but symbolically, I felt that we were both, we both appreciated silence and came from that because we had been, we had this shared experience in the past of being shepherds and being brother and sister. And so it was very, it was very cool. So that was my second one. Um, and that was, again, this, this symbolism for me was the silence and the actual distance, the physical space between us. And the feeling like a brother and sister kind of relationship. And it was cool. It was cool. So I've got a few minutes left before I get to my destination. So I want to share this technique with you. Now, I'm going to throw out some disclaimers because I don't know where you're at with your life. I don't know what kind of stuff you're going through. So you have to be, I would suggest, you know, balanced to a degree or in a, in a good mental state, you know, if you're stressed out or afraid, then this may or may not help you because you may experience things that are traumatic from past lives. There are definitely, and actually, yeah, I mean, you most certainly could. There's, there's things that are happening perhaps in your life today or in this experience of life that have come to that have given you the opportunity to fix or adjust something, a pattern in your lives that haven't been fixed yet or that you haven't overcome yet. And if those things are based off of a traumatic event or, or stem from a traumatic event that happened maybe in the past life, to re-experience those things could be very um, you know, painful or scary or disturbing. You know, if, if you had some kind of horrible thing happen in a past life and then you're not in a strong mental state now for whatever reason, maybe you've had some kind of heartbreak or pain or loss or suffering, going through that again could, it could put you in a worse space. So that's kind of the disclaimer I wanted to, to go, go with here is that if, if, that there are people that help guide you through those kind of experiences professionally. I happen to know one who's very good. He helped um, Elena, my wife, 
for a very significant she I mean that's actually what happened to her. So she had some really traumatic stuff go on in this life. Very traumatic. There was a whole year of serious trauma, life or death type trauma. And one thing in all the things that she did to all the doctors she saw, all the medicines, all the this, all the that, one thing that we eventually did was um, connect her with one of my friends who does these kind of past life regression therapies. And she had profound results. She had profound experiences with tapping into past lives that she had had. And we didn't go into details. I never asked her about it because sometimes this stuff is really, really personal. And, you know, she didn't really feel like sharing and that's okay. But she did share that it was a profound experience for her and it really did make a big difference in her life and in her health. So... That is my disclaimer for you is that I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psycho, psych, psychologist or, you know, psychiatrist or anything. This is just a technique. If you're in well mental health and you feel strong and able to do this, then by all means do it. If not, please consult a professional. Okay. There we go. So to do this past life regression technique, and I will say that there are plenty of other ways to do this. This is just one way. You can try different techniques if you know them. The technique I use is going into a meditative state. That is slowing down, getting in a comfortable position where my arms and legs are not crossed or touching each other. And uh, you could do it from like a, a sitting position, a lotus type position, or laying down. And then going to getting into this quiet state, counting backward. I like to count backward from 10. And as I'm doing that, I like to imagine I'm going down a staircase. And each step I count backward, I'm taking a step down the staircase. And this staircase happens to go down toward a, like a winding staircase down to a door. And when I get to the door, there's a special keyhole for it. And I have that special key and I have a key in my mind that looks a certain way. And I use that same key every time. And it opens up this door. And once I'm inside, then it, this is basically the realm. Once you cross that threshold into the ability to get into a past life. And I always ask for myself, I ask for divine guidance. So, you know, divine guidance, what is, and I like to try to do it around a certain question or a certain problem or challenge that I'm having or a certain person, you know, who is this person? How, why are we in each other's lives? What, what's significant about this relationship? What can I learn from this relationship? What do I have to, you know, what can I do to improve this relationship or this challenge or situation? Is there any significance to this challenge or, or situation? How can I overcome this? What is, what would you like to teach me about this particular situation and then I'm quiet and I keep my mind as still as possible quiet as possible and then I just kind of let the images come to me or I let the sensations come to me and do that for a while 
And when I come back, then when I when I'm done, I've had the experience. I'll, I also protect myself mentally first. I put um, mental protection over myself. And this is just imagination, guys. I know it sounds crazy, but it's <laughs> but it's real. <laughs> but, but imagine you know a cloak over you or a bubble, uh, some kind of protection over yourself. Do that first. I should have mentioned that at the beginning, and then um, you know over your physical body, and then also over your spirit body. And then when you go into the meditation, you come back out, you count, you lock the door, use your key, put the key somewhere safe, and then count yourself back up out of it as you walk up the stairs. So then you're counting back up and then you, you know, tell yourself you're back in your body. You become aware of the space uh, that your body is in, your physical body, and you become aware of the room. And then when you wake yourself up, you know, take notes or have a tape recorder nearby so that you can track your experiences. Okay, so that's that's the basic technique. That's a basic strategy. I've used it myself and had good success with it. Sometimes better than others, but it works. And again, if you if you actually feel like you really want to do this and you want to invest in yourself, you'd like professional help, then please reach out to me and I'll connect you with um, with some people who do this and who are really good. And uh, you can reach me info at findyourflow.com. That's info at findyourflow.com. Send me an email with past lives in the, the headline and I'll be able to connect you with someone. But it's a very, it can be a very profound experience. It can be a life-changing experience. It was for my wife and for our relationship. And it was for me and the, the different life, past life experiences that I've had. It gives a whole new perspective to this life when you understand yourself, your experience at that level at the level of, in, I don't want to say infinity, but at more beyond this life, it, it changes a lot of things. At least I, I have had that experience and other people I know who have done past life work can vouch for that. So that is it for today, friends. I hope you've enjoyed this segment and I would encourage you to reach out to me. If you have questions, comments, concerns, you can also hook up with me and connect with us at on Facebook facebook.com forward slash find your flow and that's find y-o-u-r flow say what's up all right thanks so much you've been great take care and until next time my friend be flowing